Hey guys, welcome back to the Sis Club Training Podcast. This is Angela McKay, and today we're going to talk about really the key tool to getting recruits to join your opportunity. I know many of you have heard different versions of what I'm about ready to dive into, but what I know is that um, Russell Brunson, he's a pretty amazing guy. If you've never heard him speak, he talks about the formula of the Epiphany Bridge, and it's really related to your story. Now, if you've been in direct sales for a while, you, you've heard, hey, tell your story. But today, I'm going to take you in a little bit of a deeper dive into why this is so important for you. And this may be what is either attracting or retracting people to your business. And so grab a pen, grab a paper, let's shift that mindset and let's go to the next level talking about your epiphany bridge. So um, if you really think about it, a story is probably what made you decide to become part of your business. You heard a friend, maybe you saw something that was captured on social, something grabbed you emotionally and it had the Me Too version attached to it. And so today, I really want to talk to you, one, about what you want to focus on when you're either creating content online or having conversations offline. Because really, if if you don't focus in on this and you're not aware, you might be doing what we all say is TMI, just too much information. And a lot of people, this is why it's so important when you enroll a new person into the business with you, you don't just go and let it, let the time fly after you sign them up. And then they go out and who knows what they've read, who knows the training or ideas or concepts and Lord knows what they're saying in their story. They don't know what they don't know, but if you give them some rope, a lot of times they can hang themselves and that's not what you want to see. And so if you're seeing this pattern of working to recruit people in and then not getting anyone to really get traction and grow their business, you know, I would say this is the dialing point you want to stick to in your onboarding process. And it's talking about your story as a cohesive example of how for them to formulate their story using the formula of the Epiphany Bridge by Russell Branson. It's really going to make this a seamless experience. It's going to become very second nature, and it's not going to feel like you're just throwing out word vomit, giving them all the information, and really causing people to just kind of pull back and say, no, thank you, um, because of lack of connection. So, you know, every time we talk about online and offline conversations, we talk about, you want to talk about the benefits, and you want to know who you're talking to. Now, I'm not going to deep dive deep into your ideal client. That is a whole different topic this in this podcast. But you know there's a person out there like you that hears a story. And because you're so similar, the pain point in your story is going to reach and speak to them. And, and that is so key because it's the emotional caption that's going to really make someone decide whether or not to do this business or not. They don't care about comp plans. They don't care about ingredients. They don't care about the car program or the trips. They don't care about any of that until they can say me too. 
And so it's really important for you to one, identify who your ideal client is. And, and that can be done by quickly just looking at yourself, writing down three to five interests that you have that a, pre, a person that would become your friend would have. I always like to, when we say ideal client or your niche market, I like to dumb it down a little and say, if you were gonna go make friends in business, they would have to have similar interests. They were going to be a lot like you, probably that live in maybe the same area or travel to the same places, have the same interests, um, live lifestyles similarly, have you know the same age, maybe the same background in education or in work. Um, maybe they have kids like you or they don't have kids and they love dogs like you. The, the thing is, guys, is we so often overthink our ideal client that we never get to the who. And so we put word vomit and, and these messages out in general, hoping that someone just picks it up and miraculously wants to start a business with you. And if that is your plan and strategy in business, no wonder you're pulling your hair out because that is not a business plan. But by dialing in and understanding one, more importantly, not who they are and what they love, but who they are and their pain point, you can start to tell a story. And where that cohesive story takes traction is when they hit the wall and the pain story that you have, that you're sharing. When they say, yes, that's me, and I don't like it. I don't like that pain point, that negative place. And we're going to talk about that when I break this down. So let's grab a pen and grab a paper because you don't want to miss any of these steps because they are super vital to not only building that trust and that value, but it's also, it's very important for you to share your story all the time on social, in life. It's what you do because it's people will buy into you before they buy into the product or opportunity. So let's dive into the formula epiphany bridge that Russell Branson always talks about. Okay, so gathering people and telling stories is what we do. That's really what we do. Some people do it online, some people do it offline, some people do it both. And I always say the way you do it best is how you how you look, your way you love to communicate. Your favored way to speak and talk to people about life. If you text your friends, you might text this, um, although I wouldn't recommend texting your story, but you would text an opportunity to connect and to catch up. If you're online and you love online and you have conversations online all the time, you're probably going to feature your story online, right? And through posts and story sharing and lives and reels and all the stuff that's out there in those tool belts, or if you're a person that loves to have a cup of coffee and sit across the table and really connect one-on-one, guess what? You might connect one-on-one and you'll still share this story. And what I love is it doesn't feel unnatural. It doesn't feel salesy because it's not. It's just you kind of sharing, you know, what, where were you when you found this and why did you decide to do it? And more importantly, what is it, what is it doing for you? Um, that's really all it is, is people want to know about you. Have you ever met someone who said, Hey, I went to this amazing Italian restaurant last night. You got to try it. It was a recommendation, right? A recommendation by experience. You know, the pain was it was Friday night. I didn't want to cook. We went out. We had a great dinner. It was amazing. You got to try it. The emotional connection is me too. Oh my gosh. I don't want to cook. I want to have that experience too. And I love Italian food. I'm going to go as well. 
That is a simplistic way of just showing that referral recommendation connection. But in the business opportunity space, when you're asking someone to step in for a moment to a space that's not familiar and to entertain the idea of locking arms and becoming an entrepreneur, the story is a little bit more important. So the first part of the story is the backstory. The backstory is basically where you were. Where were you um, when this opportunity found you? You know, and where was, what was life? Make it identifiable. And this kind of builds trust. Like, you know, for me, I was a, a mom struggling with working my business outside of the home. So I thought I had had the American dream and started a boutique business Although I did not have the time freedom I desired to be with my children, I was contributing financially and helping in that because we had seven kids and that at that time there was like five of them in diapers. (laughs) So we had a lot of need in that space of life, but I was in the, the, the busyness of life of laundry and working outside the home and trying to be mom and getting it all done and feeling completely exhausted every single day. And I just felt like I was on a hamster wheel of life. A lot of people are going to recognize that and say me too. They're, they're busy. They're working. They're working from home. They've got kids. They're homeschooling from home or they're in car line and running them everywhere. And at the end of the day, they're just depleted because it's a hamster wheel of life. And what most people are doing, and they're living, you know, with very little savings, sometimes no savings. I mean, the statistic is $250 can literally keep a family from bankruptcy. And and people are living, you know, paycheck to paycheck. And that's where we were back when network marketing found us. And then step two is to share the struggle, the external and the internal struggles. You know, externally, time. We had time debt. We had financial debt. I was an MIA mom, a missing in action mom. Like, I was, like, getting reports on my kids' first things, the first steps, the first this. I wasn't able to do the field trips, and I'd be late to the game sometimes because I was working, and I was trying to, you know, contribute financially to the family, but I was having a whole lot of time debt in my mom world. And so my internal struggle was, is I was stressed. I was angry because I didn't like this life cycle. I felt guilty as a mom because I wasn't showing up the way I wanted to be as a mom. And I had a lot of fear. I had a lot of fear because, you know, we were trying to get ourselves out of a financial hole with a struggling business in the 08 recession. So it was like very challenging and and emotionally I didn't have an answer. This was just how it was going to be. And I felt a quick burnout coming. And so by doing that, um, you know, I really wanted to provide for my family, but I also wanted to be home with my kids. And so in my life, I was home and I wasn't providing. And then when I started my business outside of the home, I was providing financially, but I wasn't with my kids. And so I hit this wall. And so this is the third part of your story. This is kind of the rock bomb bottom, typical, like kind of negative pressure, discomfort. I need to change moment in your story. And I remember I was um, in my laundry room and I was exhausted and I was looking at piles of laundry and I was literally just had an ugly moment of crying because I had looked at this 
basket of missing socks and I felt like something is missing. This this cannot be it. This cannot be my life. This hamster wheel of exhaustion. I'm not being the mom I want to be. I wasn't being the wife I wanted to be. I wasn't being the entrepreneur I wanted to be. I was burning out. And it was when that, that light bulb went off that something needed to change. And I was, since I was so exhausted, my, my sister handed me a product that literally helped with energy. Knowing that I was on a healthy Diet Coke habit of keeping my energy up. I was, that was my, my energy source. And so she was concerned about my health and said, try this. And, you know, honestly, I didn't want to sell the products. I was even so bold and had so much ego to say, I'm not doing this as a business, but I'll try your product. Unbeknownst to me, a week later, I got a check in the mail and I didn't even understand why I got a check in the mail. And it was because I was just being so arrogant in that moment. I just thought that direct sales was funny money. I didn't know anything about it. I just knew the stigma of it, like most people. But I was actually at the moment of getting a check and realizing I put no effort that I knew of in earning this. What could I do if I actually tried? And so that was my epiphany moment. And so what I did is I decided to actually go to work. At the time, I, again, I was very busy. I dedicated my Thursday nights. That was my Grey's Anatomy time slot. And I said, if Meredith Grey wasn't talking about my business or opportunity, I wasn't going to tune in. And I started with an hour a week. That's really what I felt like all I had. And as I started to get results, I started to find more time because I saw the value in that. And what I discovered was that I was able to, in our first year, replace my husband and my income, close down that struggling business that was keeping me on the hamster wheel and allowing me to generate a career level income from my home with my children. It became exactly what I wanted. It was the bridge to the gap in my life. And so for me, I, I love the products. I loved the financial thing, but I loved the time freedom. And, and what I saw was a way for us not only to um, stay afloat, but to finally get ahead and time compress and, and get things like retirement into motion, college monies for these children in place, get out of debt, get into a space where I wasn't so stressed. Um, My relationship with my husband improved. I was a better mother because I wasn't so burnt out. And so I just grew a business and had a, had a great time doing it. And actually, um, six years into my career, I made a shift from one company to the next I found a company that was in launch and a pre-launch. I was the second person to join that company um, with the experience and the power of knowing what network marketing could do and literally went to work and grew a team very quickly um, in, in the United States and then in year two, Canada now beyond in a global market. And although I had a lot of laundry and I had experience as a leader, I had never had a team grow that quick. So there was some struggles in that, but what I found is I decided to show up and treat my business like a business. And so what I started doing was setting office hours. I started sourcing out things that I didn't have to do. 
And what I found that I start, I stopped juggling and multitasking and living on that hamster wheel. And I started to learn how to work smarter as a digital marketer. And today, um, you know, our, our income grows um, every year. Our team is sizable and it's exciting. And what I love is we have true freedom now. The freedom to um, step into a space. We've, we've, we've gotten to our dream home. We take vacations and we focus on more mom and dad moments than material things. And so I'm all about building a life of substance with my children, um, leaving that legacy for them and, and creating those moments that I know are going to be traditions in their family someday. And so as you can see, as I walked you through my story, you saw what the backstory you saw, you know, the fact that I sat there and talked about the struggle and what was the external internal struggle points. I also kind of said kind of ideally what I wanted. I wanted to provide, but I wanted to also be able to be around my children. And I talked to you about the wall where I hit that pain point that really is going to connect you to your person that you're speaking to. And then I had that epiphany, this epiphany of this could actually solve the pain point. And then I went into the plan and what I did. And I love that in my plan, I still say that there's struggles in growth and success, just like there's struggles in startup and failure. But, but what I know is that if you're talking to someone about your story and you're being real and transparent in yourself and you're allowing that emotional connection to happen, they're going to lean in. They're going to say, me too. And they're going to say, hey, you had some conflict. You resolved it. And you know what? I can see myself doing this too. I think it's super important to understand that your mindset will shift as you start to do this more and more. And it will become second nature. It will become the language of your business. This is exactly why you do what you do. And your story is really that door, that invitation opening to someone else to step in and say, hey, I don't know if this is for you or not, but this is what it's done for me. This is, this is where I started and I see a lot of people like me in the world. And so I just wanted to share this openly with an honest heart. And, and at the end of it, if it's not for you, I respect that. I guarantee you, friend, if you start making that your daily goal to share your story and to have substance conversations with people, in this month of business and take the next 30 days to set a story sharing goal, you will see people join your business. You will see people come in and start to work. And if you teach them this art of using the epiphany formula to bridge that gap and share that story and opportunity, your team is going to flourish. So the transformation and the achievements that happen in your business all start and they all lay on the foundation of where you are, what you did, those pain points, the epiphany, and then obviously the plan and conflict that you went through. Guys, I encourage you this month to make it a 30-day challenge, no matter what month you're in, no matter what day on the calendar, to look at it today and say for the next 30 days, I am intentionally gonna show up with my story and I am going to share it with a heart, 
of helping and serving others without any expectation other than to share and then connect with those individuals and see what happens in your business. I hope this training has served you in some way. As always, stay tuned. A new training will drop every single Monday um, all through the year to help you grow your Monate business and um, to help you continue to not only lead yourself, but lead your team, grow your check, and make an impact. Thanks, guys. Take care.